Hey guys, it's me Ishita and today is the first chapter of George's Marvelous Medicine. So, without wasting any time, I'll be starting chapter 1 that is Grandma. And yes, warning to the readers. Do not try to make George's Marvelous Medicine yourself at home. It could be dangerous. So now let's get started. Grandma, I'm going shopping in the village. George's mother said to George on Saturday morning. So be a good boy and don't get up to mischief. This was a silly thing to say to a small boy at any time. It immediately made him wonder what sort of mischief he might get up to. And don't forget to give Grandma her medicine at eleven o'clock. the mother said then out she went closing the back door behind her grandma who was dozing in her chair by the window opened one wicked little eye and said now you heard what your mother said george don't forget my medicine no grandma george said and just try to behave yourself for once while she is away yes grandma George said George was bored to tears he didn't have a brother or sister his father was a farmer and the farm they lived was on miles away from anywhere so there were never any children to play with he was tired of staring at pigs and hens and cows and sheep he was specially tired of having to live in the same house as that grizzly old groonian of a grandma Looking after her all by himself was hardly the most exciting way to spend a Saturday morning. You can make me a nice cup of tea for a start, Grandma said to George. That keep you out of mischief for a few minutes. Yes, Grandma, George said. George couldn't help disliking Grandma. She was a selfish, grumpy old woman. She had pale brown teeth and a small puckered up mouth like a dog's bottom how much sugar in your tea today grandma george asked her one spoon she said and no milk most grandmothers are lovely kind helpful old ladies but not this one she spent all day and every day sitting in her chair by the window and she was always complaining grousing grouching grumbling gripping about something or other never once even on her best day had she smiled at george and said well how are you this morning george or why you and i have a game of snakes and ladders or how was the school today she didn't seem to care about other people only about herself she was a miserable old grouch george went into the kitchen and made grandma a cup of tea with a tea bag she put one spoon of sugar in it and no milk he stirred the sugar well and carried the cup into the living room grandma sipped the tea it's not sweet enough she said put more sugar in george took the cup back to the kitchen and added another spoonful of sugar he stirred it again and carried it gratefully into grandma where's the saucer she said i won't have a cup without a saucer george fetched her a saucer and what about a teaspoon if you please if i have served it stirred it for you grandma i i stirred it well i'll stir my own tea thank you very much she said fetch me a teaspoon 
George fetched her a teaspoon. When George's mother or father were home, Grandma never ordered George about like this. It was only when she had him on her own that she began treating him badly. You know what's the matter with you, the old woman said, staring at George over the rim of the teacup with those bright, wicked little eyes. You're growing too fast. Boys who grow too fast become stupid and lazy. But I can't help it if I'm growing fast, Grandma, George said. Of course you can, she snapped, growing the nasty childish habit. But we have to grow, Grandma. If we didn't grow, we'll never be... Grown-ups, rubbish boy, rubbish, she said. Look at me, am I growing? Certainly not. But you did once, Grandma, only very little, the old woman answered. I gave up growing when I was extremely small, along with other nasty childish habits like laziness and disobedience and greed and slopiness and untidiness and stupidity. You haven't given up any of these, have you? I'm still only a little boy, Grandma. You're eight years old, she snorted. That's old enough to know better. And if you don't stop growing soon, it will be too late. Too late for what, Grandma? It's ridiculous, she went on. You're nearly as tall as me already. Grandma took a good look at Grandma. She certainly was a very tiny person. Her legs were so short that she had a footstool to put her feet on in her head only came halfway up the back of the armchair. Daddy says it's fine for a man to be tall, George said. Don't listen to your daddy, Grandma said. Listen to me. But how do I stop myself from growing, George asked her. Eat less chocolate, Grandma said. Does chocolate make you grow? It makes you grow the wrong way, she snapped. Up instead of down. Grandma sipped some tea but never took her eyes from the little boy who stood before her. Never grow up, she said. Always down. Yes, Grandma, and stop eating chocolate. Eat cabbage instead. Cabbage? Oh no, I don't like cabbage, George said. It's not what you like or what you don't like, Grandma snapped. It's what good for you that counts. From now on, you must eat cabbage three times a day, mountains of cabbage, and if it's got caterpillar in it, so much the better. Ouch, Grandma said. Caterpillar give you brains, the old woman said. Mommy washes them down the sink, George said. Mommy's as stupid as you, Grandma said. Cabbage doesn't say of anything without a few boiled caterpillars in it. Slugs too. Not slugs. Troy cried out, I couldn't eat slugs. Whenever I see a live slug on a piece of lettuce, Grandma said, I gobble it up quickly before it crawls back away. Delicious. She squeezed her lip together so tight that her mouth became a tiny wrinkled hole. Delicious, she said again. Worms and sun and beetle bugs, you don't know what's good for you. You're joking, Grandma. I never joke. She said, beetles are perhaps best of all. They go crunch. Grandma, that's beastly. The old hag grinned, showing those pale brown teeth. Sometimes, if you're lucky, she said, you get a beetle inside the stem of a stick of a celery. That's what I like. Grandma, how could you? You find all sort of nice things in sticks of raw celery. The old woman went on. Sometimes it earwigs. I don't want to hear it, cried George. A big fat earwig is very tasty, Grandma said, licking her lips. But you got, have to go be very quick, my dear.
When you put one of those in your mouth, it has a pair of sharp nippers on its back and it grabs your tongue with those and never let you go. So you have to go to a pipe the earwig but chop chop before it bites you. George starts edging towards the door. He wanted to get as far away as possible from this filthy old woman. You're trying to get away from me, aren't you? She said, pointing a finger straight at George's face. You are trying to get away from Grandma? Little George stood by the door, staring the old hag in a chair. She stared back at him. Could it be? George wondered. That she was a witch? He had always thought witches were only in fairy tales, but now he was not so sure. Come closer to me, little boy, he said, beckoning to him with a horny finger. Come close to me and I'll tell you secrets. George didn't move. Grandma didn't move either. I know a great many secrets, she said. And suddenly she smiled. It was a thin, icy smile, the kind of a snake might make just before it bites you. Come over to Grandma and she'll whisper secrets to you. George stood backwards, edging closer to the door. You mustn't be frightened of your old grandma, she said, smiling that icy smile. George took another step backwards. Some of us, she said, and at all the ones she was leaning forward in her chair and whispering in a throaty sort of voice George had never heard her use before. Some of us, she said, have magic powers that can twist the creature of this hour into wondrous shape. A tingle of electricity flashed down the length of George's spirit. He began to feel frightened. Some of us, the old woman went on, have fire on our tongues and sparks in our bellies and bizarre in the tips of our fingers. Some of us know secrets that would make your head stand straight up on the end and your eyes pop out of their sockets. George wanted to run away, but his feet seemed stuck to the floor. We know how to make your own nails drop off and your teeth grow out of your fingers instead. George began to tremble. It was a face that frightened him most of all. The frosty smile, the brilliant, unblinking eyes. You know how to have your wake up in the morning with a long tail coming out from you? Grandma! He cried, stop! We know secrets, my dear. About dark places where dark thing lives and scream and slither all over each other. George made a dive for the door. It doesn't matter how far you run, he heard her saying. You won't ever get away. George ran into the kitchen, slamming the door behind her. So guys, that was all about chapter number one. I hope you like it. And I think it seems to be a very interesting chapter. So you listened about... How the grandmice, she is a very horrid old witchy woman and George simply hate her. So I'll meet you tomorrow in the next chapter. Don't forget to click on the follow button and share with all your friends about the starting of this new book, George's Marvelous Medicine. So the next chapter is the marvelous plan that i'll read tomorrow so till then stay tuned take care and bye bye